When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. A scintillating night, one of the second half of the NBA season, and we get into it all. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, NBA to Z coming in roughly 60 seconds. But we begin the two o'clock hour with a little bit of NFL breaking, breaking news. Breaking news? A little bit of breaking news, but it really is somewhat significant, Joe. This announced by the league just moments ago, the 2024 salary cap will be $255.4 million per club. Now, Joe, uh, total player costs in in addition to another 75 and taking care of their benefits and stuff goes up as well. But the $30 million increase per club in this year's cap is the result of the uh, full repayment of amounts advanced uh, during the pandemic and an extraordinary increase in media revenue for the coming 2024 season, $30 million. The cap jumps this season. It is the biggest increase we have ever seen. That has got to be excellent news to teams like the New Orleans Saints, the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the Los Angeles Chargers, and Jim Harbaugh, and the other teams like the Niners who find themselves cash-strapped as of right now in regards to the salary cap. It's got to be bad news, at least to an extent, for teams like the Commanders, Patriots, Titans, Bears, and Colts, all at the top of the list. For example, the Commanders right now projected $83 million in cap space. That's a war chest in free agency. You can go out there and you can build your team up. But if these teams at the bottom go from cash-strapped to suddenly frisky in terms of money to spend, mm-hmm. and they can get into the bidding war with a team like Washington, who are you going to pick? Contend for a Super Bowl and go play in the Bay Area or go to Washington? That financial advantage that those teams had at the top, it looks like it might not be as big as it originally was. For Buffalo, huge news. For Dallas, huge news, considering they got the situation going on with Dak Prescott, $60 million cap hit this year. Will they extend him? CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, a lot to keep an eye on here with this news. A lot to keep an eye on. And we're going to try to get a little bit deeper into it and to talk about the other teams that are really affected by this in a positive or negative way. You just outlined a few of them. Right now, though, we turn to a little NBA to Z off of night one of the second half of the year. Hit it, hand man! A huge night on the hardwood. Off the floor, James hammers a right-hand dunk. Let's get caught up with Carlin versus Joe's NBA to Z. Oh, let's do it, shall we? And we start... With the game last night that everybody was looking forward Curry to. Curry catches, he'll fire and hit a three. Yeah, that's Steph Curry. That was yet another three. He had 32 
25 of which came in the first half, 95-7 the game out in the Bay Area, and they take care of the Lakers 128-110. to Golden State has won 9 out of 11. It's too bad that it means nothing because neither of these teams is contending seriously in the West, and we really need to rethink paying so much attention. If I'm Minnesota at 1 or Oklahoma City at 2, and I've been putting together this solid of a regular season, the last thing I want to do is grab that seed, watch the Warriors navigate the play-in, and then have to deal with Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, and the rest of the dubs in the first round of the playoffs. That team is loaded with playoff experience. They know how to make the adjustments throughout the course of a seven-game series. Minnesota, Oklahoma City, they lack that experience. That's the last team I would want to deal with. The one seed, you're supposed to get a treat. You're supposed to yeah. get an eight seed. You can roll. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think in this case, considering how easily they were calling the Clippers old a few weeks ago, what are they going to call the Warriors at this point? Oof. You know? It'll be interesting. Geriatric. I, I, I personally don't buy into it for one second. The Jokic in the paint. Spin move. Spins the other way. Layup good. The guy's insane. It's an alien. <laughs> That's the Altitude Radio Network. Nikola Jokic. Let's see. Uh, 10 of 10 shooting. 21 points. 19 rebounds. 15 assists. 131-10. They take care of the Wizards. This is why I feel like they're just going to take the second half and round into form for a playoff run. I have a buddy last night who sent me a text to play Nikola Jokic to record a triple-double at plus 160. Do you know what the reason was? Mm. The Wizards are the only team in the NBA he has not recorded a triple-double against. And now he has. And he went out there and did it. He now has a (laughs) triple-double against all 29 NBA teams. Obviously not the Nuggets because he's only played for the Nuggets. That is a remarkable feat. I would, however, maybe look to Portland tonight plus the nine and a half because the Nuggets at home versus the Nuggets on the road, very different situation. Nuggets have been average on the road this year, 15 and 14 with a negative point differential. They played last night. Portland's rested. I'm just saying, if you want to hold your nose, hold your nose with the Blazers. I love you. It's a little, makes you a little queasy. Oh, of course. Uh, A good bet will always make you feel a little nauseous. Squeezing so between traffic, floats a 10-footer with a nail. He's got 30 again for the 40th time this season. What doesn't make you feel nauseous that is a good thing? Really? SGA, lighten it up. 30 last night. That is on the Sports Animal in Oklahoma City. Alex, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander actually finished with 31 and 8 assists. Joe, his 40th 30-point game of the season. His 40th. I, I really, as much as I would root for Tatum because I put a little schedule on it, it, it looks like it's going to be an SGA MVP. Well, this is what you need. If you're Jason yeah. Tatum, this is what you need. This is the 40th time in 55 total games Shea Gilgis-Alexander has recorded a 30-point performance. That's the type of line that resonates with voters. Nikola Jokic now having a triple-double against every team in the NBA, putting up ungodly statistics this year, that's what resonates with voters. You need superstar moments, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander is the superstar on the two-seed Oklahoma City Thunder, and night in and night out, he puts up superstar moments, just like Steph Curry did at the beginning of the dynastic run for the Golden State Warriors. This kid is something else. I cannot wait to see him in the playoffs. Uh, the Celtics are absolutely rolling. Pick out Tatum. Pretty good look at a three. Got it. That's crazy. Jason Tatum helping to bury the Chicago Bulls. That's on the Sports Hub up in Boston. The Celtics made 23 three-pointers 
They also had, I believe it was 11 blocks and 10 steals. They are just the fourth team to ever do that. More than 23s, more than 10 blocks, more than 10 steals. They wow. are the San Francisco 49ers of the NBA. It can't be set up any better for you. Philadelphia fell apart in both the NFL and the NBA. Dallas fell apart in the NFL. The Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA are struggling. The stage is set for Boston to run through the East and square up nicely with someone who's going to be very battle-worn out in the NBA Finals. Joe Mazzulla, how much have you learned from last year's late-game mistakes? Because that was a big problem. How Missoula managed the final four to five minutes of some of those close games. If they solve that, look out. Nobody's stopping that freight train. They will be in the garden tomorrow night. For Bogdanovich. Fires from three. Near corner. It's good. He's now six of six. That's not Marv. That's Kenny Albert with a cold. That sounded a lot like Marv, did it not? A little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Good ear. As a good now, as I got to give Evan the credit because he pointed it out. That's 100% true. That's 98.7 ESPN in New York. And when I say the Garden, I meant Madison Square. It'll be Celtics and Knicks tomorrow night. Boy, and Bogdanovich, another three. Boy, he has really helped. Uh, Brunson, 21 and 12. Knicks snapped their four-game losing streak. I'm really trying to navigate mentally how I can treat the Knicks when I don't know the Ananobi situation and the Julius Randle situation. And when I say I don't know, I would say that I'm pretty pessimistic about those down the stretch. Even if they're back, how much can they help if they're not at full go? It's such a damn shame. It is a damn shame because the Knicks were masterful with what they did at the trade deadline. They didn't make the one huge, big, splashy move. They made several key transactions that helped the roster, made them better, made them deeper, rounded them out. You look around the East, Philly's down, Milwaukee's down, Miami's down. It's big, bad Boston, and it's you. I, I hope, I hope and I'm not even, I hate the Knicks. I'm a Sixers fan. But I hope for some reason, somehow, the Knicks figure out how to get healthy and get into the playoffs. Playoff basketball, always better with the New York Knicks. What is a sentence that has not been uttered in 30 years? Don't sleep on the magic. Paolo down the right side of the lane. He's going to try a three ball from the corner, and he got it to go. Bancaro's three made it 114-103 Orlando. They win last night, 96-9 the game. They took care of the Cavaliers. No Donovan Mitchell in the game, but the Magic they have won seven of their last nine, Joseph. They are not doing too badly. The six games over 500. They struggle a bit on the road. They don't have a great point differential. They're probably not going to make any sort of big noise in the postseason this year, but they are trending in the right direction. Orlando has the easiest schedule in the NBA the rest of the way out. All right, that's one of the reasons I bet them. Their adjusted win total at 45 and a half. I think I just needed them to go 16 and 11 or something like that the rest of the way to cash it. And they just took out Cleveland, which was supposed to be one of the big obstacles. Don't be surprised if this team goes on a mini run, gets out of the play-in, which they're currently in. They're the seventh seed, but they're a half game back in Indiana. I could see them leaping Indiana, who's six, leaping Philadelphia, who's five. And then before you know it, you got a five-seed Orlando Magic team and a nice little 4-5 showdown to open the postseason. And then there's Luka, Luka, Luka. Behind him to Doncic. Top of the arc three. Kill shot. A 41-point game for Doncic. This is the 20th time in his career where he has had 40 points and 10 assists in a game. Oh, my God. Incredible. Incredible 97 won the freak down in Dallas. Mavericks win their seventh in a row. Kyrie had 29. I'll tell you what. Since he has been back, they have been terrific. And those two, 
they are starting to look a bit deadly in the West. No doubt. A little scary with what they can bring to the table. A lot of superstar talent. Defense needs to get better, but based on the way their schedule sets up, and it's, I think, the eighth easiest the rest of the way versus the teams in front of them. Phoenix has the hardest schedule in the NBA. The Clippers have a top 10 schedule in terms of difficulty. They could slide their way up into a nice playoff seating spot, and then they could make some noise early in the postseason. It's about time we see that from Luka. I know he's been to the final, the conference finals before, but he and Kyrie could make a lot of noise, a lot of noise with the way they're set up. As for the team that they beat last night, the Phoenix Suns, things are a bit different. They're sitting in the seventh seed right now. So are they the actual play-in team that we should be looking at that could make a run? We'll delve into it in a moment. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio is what you're listening to, including on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We got seven in a row, man. It's always tough to come back from Osaka. Well, we're playing against an amazing team, but we sold out. I just have no positive feelings about the ability of the Phoenix Suns to do anything substantial come the postseason. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Yes, a lot of it is centered around health. They've played 22 games together, the big three, in Booker, Durant, and Bradley Beal. Last night was not one of them. They lost to Dallas. The Suns are 14-8 and when the three of them are playing together. 
You gave us some numbers earlier. I'll ask you to repeat them as to what they are when they are on the court together. All three gentlemen, Beal, Booker, Durant, on the court at the same time, they're 12 points per 48 minutes better than the competition. 12, they're outscoring the competition. With mm-hmm. any of that combination off the floor, two of them, three of them, one of them, their point per day game differential over 48 minutes, one, plus one. So that's a huge drop when you're missing at least one of those guys. Well, it just hasn't felt great to me since it happened. Like, it, it, I don't know if it's because I haven't really truly seen any results yet, but I don't know if it's because Bradley Beal has never been in a situation before that requires him to be amazing. I, I don't know if it's that I'm a little down on Kevin Durant, although I'll give him a lot of credit. I don't know if you saw last night. We'll hear from Durant in a second. Did you see his interaction with the fans in Dallas? I did, yes. Yeah, where if for f- fans who don't know, I guess there were two fans courtside yelling at Durant as he was in the layup line, and Durant just very calmly walked over and had a conversation with them, basically saying, like, why? Why are you yelling at me? Why are you saying what you're saying to me? And, you know, the fans, for their part, looked like they wanted to just get a high five from Durant. And security guards there very easily could have had them thrown out, didn't have them thrown out. I thought that was a very, there was a classy move by Durant to have the conversation, even though you can argue that maybe he shouldn't pay attention to everything that's said, which he does. But all of it combined. Since he has been in Phoenix, since they have assembled this team, since they added Beal in the offseason, none of it has felt right to me. Like, I think that this team can turn it around and go on a huge run. Well, the problem in part is us and how we interpret some of this stuff. Like, when, when some of these guys get paired together, superstars, that is, they form their big two or their big three, we think immediate results. Immediate results. Because why wouldn't we get immediate results? You're putting great players together. It doesn't work like that. It does take some time to figure out everybody's role. It takes some time to figure out who's coming off the floor when. How many minutes are they going to be off the floor? Who's going to replace them? What are the combinations we're going to use? Who's on the floor for the final two minutes of crunch time? Things like that. And as a result, when it doesn't happen right away, everyone starts to put the pressure on them. I mean, it's kind of... Durant being a victim of his own success. He's so good, people will expect his teams to be great, and if not, they'll bash him for it. Showed up in Phoenix. They gave up all their depth to acquire him, so he and Booker went into the playoffs. They got by the Clippers. They did get lucky that Kawhi got hurt because the Clippers were going to take them out, but they Mm -hmm. win that series, and then the only thing they could do was shoot the lights out in a couple games against Denver to try to make it a series, but anytime the bench came on the floor, Denver rolled them. So they're a long way away. So in the offseason, they bring in Beal, more firepower. Interesting, considering you could have deployed those assets in a different way to round out the roster, but so be it. You're going to bring in three premier scorers. Problem is Beal can't stay healthy, and they're still trying to figure things out. Oh, and they also got rid of the head coach last year, and they're trying to work that out as well. So I'd give it time because I think there's a lot of potential because Durant is a human bucket getter. When you need a bucket in a crucial moment, that dude has a way of finding himself right near the paint, eight feet out, 10 feet out, and he makes it look automatic and nobody can do anything about it. And I love watching that guy in the playoffs. So I'm hoping somehow, some way, Phoenix figures it out so we can see them go up against some of these teams in the West. But Beal started the season with a back issue. Now it's a hamstring issue. That doesn't normally just correct itself for a 
what, three-month playoff run. Like, you're not hurt all year, and then suddenly you're healthy for the most arduous time of year, which happens to be two and a half months. When I think about silky smooth in an NBA player, I think about Durant. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the smoothest. There's no one who plays a smoother... Michael Wilbon had a line once about Tracy McGrady in his prime. He used it on Pardon the Interruption. I love this line. I think it applies to Durant. He's as smooth as poured water. Yeah. That line always stuck with me. I yeah. thought that was a great analogy, that is and I think that line. applies to Durant. That is a great line. And I think the thing that people don't even realize is just because he is as tall as he is, it's impossible to block his shot. Impossible to block his shot at seven feet. I love him as a player. The problem is when does his patient run, the patience run out? Because it appears that his patience gets smaller by the year, Right. How much longer is he going to continue to ride this out in Phoenix before he looks to move on to the next situation? Well, Malika Andrews sat down with Durant and asked him if, in fact, he wants to finish out in Phoenix. Do you want to finish your career in Phoenix? I mean, I've been on so many teams, and I said this before. Right now, in this moment today, what I was thinking about the next minute, yeah. But that's just saying right now, and I can't really predict what may happen, but I love playing in Phoenix. I love the fan base, the city. I've grown to understand what our mission is, being in the Valley, and how deep these people care about their team. You know, So I started to understand the history of the Suns, and I'm glad to be a part of it. I want to go up in that ring of honor one day, so I'm having long that takes. Prediction. The Suns don't have any substantial postseason success with Durant, and he does everything he can to get to the Clippers. How do you how do you define postseason any substantial postseason success? What does that mean? They don't make it to a conference final. Okay, so at best they're winning one playoff series, but they're not winning the second. Correct. Okay, I could see something like that. Um, I, I Durant's the most success Durant ever had obviously came in Golden State. Part of the reason is he teamed up with the most selfless superstar in the history of the NBA. Like, there is nobody on planet Earth easier to work with than Steph Curry. Curry had no problem with him coming in. Curry had no problem with deferring to him. There are so many guys who can't handle that. There are so many guys who let ego get in the way. Curry Curry couldn't have cared less. It made the team better. It gave them a better chance to win. Durant left. He had the disastrous situation in Brooklyn. So be it. Now he's in Phoenix. Devin Booker, so far, maybe I'm wrong, doesn't strike me as a super high-maintenance superstar. Yeah. He really doesn't. He seems pretty even keel about a lot of stuff. And if you've got that and you found that, go out there and build around that, man. Like, what's what's next? Who are you going to go join? Build something somewhere. I don't mind it being Phoenix. I would love to see it work in Phoenix. I really would. But here's the problem for Durant. And we saw this in Brooklyn. What happened in Golden State, when you talk about Steph deferring, it's in terms of on the court and the ball and such. It's not deferring leadership. And Kevin Durant is not a leader. He is, he is a guy who wants to show up to work and do his job. And maybe he leads a little bit by example. But that's about it. Well, like he's he's not a guy. You're not following him into war like you'd follow uh, Steph Curry. No, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's not a vocal leader, but there's different types of leadership. Some guys are Ray Lewis. Some guys are out there I, dancing, I'm screaming, you, yelling. Well, but I look at what happened in Brooklyn where the, the world is exploding on them. The Kyrie mess, all of it. 
And Durant is like, yeah, I got nothing here. Well, what's he supposed to do? One guy doesn't want to play because of the COVID situation, and I'm not going to get into the politics of that, but Kyrie made it very clear basketball wasn't a priority, and Harden's a guy who's come up short several times. So, I mean, like, what's Durant supposed to do in terms of leadership? Convince Kyrie to go against his beliefs? The idea was that Kevin Durant was going to come in and be the leader of that big three, and truth be told, Kyrie Irving was the guy that took the alpha spot. Kevin Durant's not an alpha. I guess that's the biggest, maybe just the flat-out best way to put it. Okay. And as usual, it took me me five minutes to get there. (laughs) Hey, Joe, the NFL has announced its salary cap, and the number has stunned us all. But what teams does it help the most, and who does it really hurt? Our GM helps us figure it all out next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, including on Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The 2024 NFL Draft on ESPN Radio. Are you ready? Live from the heart of downtown Detroit, Michigan. The Detroit Lions select. It all begins with round one, Thursday, April 25th. The NFL Draft is now officially open. The countdown rolls on. The 2024 NFL Draft on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. Looking forward to it. We'll have it all right here. On ESPN Radio, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, joins us in 20 seconds to discuss this news around the salary cap today in the NFL. When you're trying to find quality candidates, all the searching, screening, and interviewing can become a job itself. You need, indeed, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio, we welcome in the aforementioned Mike Tannenbaum. The league just announced moments ago, I would say within the last half hour, that the salary cap this coming year will be $255.4 million. Now, Mike, Dan Graziano had reported recently that teams were expecting that it was going to be around 242 244 something like that. So if you're a GM, how surprising is it that the number is this big? And how does it really change teams' off-season preparation? Yeah, great to be with you guys. I just tweeted about this. This is going to help teams like um, the Kansas City Chiefs, for example, 
who are trying to keep both Legereus Sneed and Chris Jones. And while Brett Veach, their GM, may be jumping for joy, we're also seeing the same actions coming out of uh, Legereus Sneed, Chris Jones, and a whole bunch of other prominent players' agents because they're going to, you know, obviously want another bigger piece of the pie. And um, this is obviously, you know, good news for the entire ecosystem. But some of these teams that are tied against the cap, this is uh, very welcome news. So, Mike, the thought process for a lot of people, I think, is that the cap goes up. You look at the teams with the most space, like Washington, Chicago, and you think, oh, my God, this really helps them. I I think it's kind of similar to when you lengthen a hole on a golf course like Augusta National. You think it benefits the big hitters. It doesn't. It makes it harder for their second shot because they no longer have as much of an advantage over the rest of the field. I'm curious, does this help the guys at the bottom like San Francisco, Dallas, the cash-strap teams? Does it make them now more competitive with those teams at the top? Yeah, actually, I think it does, Joe. I think it certainly is a, a little bit of an equalizer. Just, again, you're sitting there. If you're a team like the Chiefs, like, we got to keep these guys, let alone our left tackle, Donovan Smith. You're the Cowboys, and you're sitting there with Micah Parsons, C.D. Lamb, and Dak Prescott, who all will need new deals in the next 12 months. And when you have an extra $12 million in the cap room, guys, that's really like $60 million in cash because you could prorate out over five years – so that gives you literally $60 million that you could say to a player, here it is up front, and we're going to divide by five, and that's $12 million against the cap. So it's really meaningful. And what we're seeing in the NFL from a macroeconomic standpoint is these A players are getting more and more of the pie, and they're going to hugely benefit from what we just saw happen within the last hour. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Follow him on Twitter, at Real Tannenbaum. Laying it out for us how this affects teams with the salary cap going up this year. Mike, on the flip side, does this really hurt teams like the Bears, the Patriots, and Commanders who may have had a decided advantage with that in terms of now, maybe they're going to have to overpay even a little bit more because they've got so much cap room? Yeah, no, that's a very fair point, Chris. And look, you know, I always felt like you wanted to try to smooth things out the best you can. And look, it's never perfect because guys' contracts come and go depending on the year. But yeah, you you never want to like sit there and have whatever it may be now ninety, a hundred million in room, and then two years later, you know, be snug against the cap. You want to try to keep that window open, you know, to the extent you can. But you know, if you have a sense of urgency, like the way Gerard Mayo said in his press conference. You know, they're they're going to have to spend to get people to go to New England. And the first, you know, seven to ten days of, uh, you know, free agency is going to be very, very interesting. Mike, this is an excellent breakdown, and we know we're putting you right on the spot because the news just happened. I'm curious about specific players. You mentioned the guys in Kansas City and Dallas. Hey, hey, hey Joe. Yeah. Joe. I, I've done games with Chris for a number of years. I'm used to being put on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> we have worked together extensively, and I never do anything that would set him up to be successful, and yet he still is. You should know that. I'm used to just trying to find my way with the mess that is Carla. Okay, very fairly said. So no, uh, no precursor or anything like that. Specific players that this could benefit that might not have been getting paid this offseason, but now they could. I think about maybe like a Brandon Ayuk in San Francisco, a Jalen Johnson in Chicago. Can you think of any players offhand that might benefit greatly from the salary cap increase? Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you an interesting one. A guy to me that's fascinating is Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith is an A-plus player. 
you know, durability has been a, you know, a challenge for him. And I think if you're a team that's looking for a really good left tackle, you're, you're now maybe have a little bit more wiggle room to take a calculated risk on a guy like that, because if he plays, you know, you could really hit big, you know, likewise, someone like a Kirk Cousins, you know, they're slugging it out, you know, his agent and Minnesota. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're saying like, Hey, you don't have to pay what we're asking for. We're going to go to, you know, Atlanta, we're good to go. And now they have a lot more room, you know, than you thought, you know, three hours ago. So there are certain players. I think Ayuk's a good one. Um, I think those players w- would have done well anyway, but I, the, the players like, again, the injury players, like ones that had a little bit more risk, um, this will serve them well as well. Mike, is this a good day for Saquon Barkley? I think so. You know, um, I don't think he gets franchised. I think th- that whole discussion's fascinating, guys. You look at Josh Jacobs, Pollard, and Barkley. Those three guys got franchised. I don't expect any of those three to get franchised this year. You throw in Derrick Henry, and it's just the supply guys. Like, those are four quality running backs, and I think the fact that they're all available is going to hurt their market. Um, if I was Dallas, you know, there's a great axiom that applies here, which is if you're trying to improve your team, the best thing you're trying to do is hurt a division rival. And if I'm Dallas, I get, you know, Dak Prescott's contract squared away, and I go after Saquon Barkley pretty aggressively. Last question for you. Uh, it's it's more on the Justin Fields-Pittsburgh Steelers situation. Carlin and I were having this debate earlier. Is there a way in which, or a reasonable way in which, a team could trade for Justin Fields but not pay him? Basically test out the year with him and then pay him afterwards? Or do you think a Justin Fields trade has to come with a new contract? Yeah, we talked about that on uh, Get Up Today. So basically what you do there is you exercise the option, roughly $22 million. He's about six-ish this year. So you say, look, we're giving up a second-round pick if we're Pittsburgh or Atlanta. It's $28 million over two years, which is obviously very reasonable. Second-round pick for somebody like Justin Fields is reasonable, and you hope it all works out. And here's something else that's really interesting, guys. Justin Fields is younger than Kenny Pickett, um, which you know, you just wouldn't think that's the case. So I think Fields to Pittsburgh makes a ton of sense. Fields to me is similar to Ryan Tannehill, who had two great years in Tennessee with Arthur Smith as the offensive coordinator. And uh, that, to me, is a move that makes sense for both sides. Well, Mike, outstanding stuff. And uh, listen, congratulations on getting it done, despite the obvious obstacles that you face in coming on with me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I will I will take the week, weekend to get back on my feet, guys. But as always, good to be with you. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Mike Tannenbaum, he's our GM, ESPN NFL front office insider. Gave you a great breakdown right there. Exactly what you needed to know about how that normally I can't I, I'm not smart enough to delve into the whole cap thing I just ugh. it's the beauty of working here you just yeah. tap in someone who knows it yes explain it to me I'm a dummy please this show is not smart we need smart people you're you know what we're lucky we don't need a guest every single segment now that one I think of about my it. one of my just true mantras in life is surround yourself with smart people so you can stay stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it works brilliantly. Uh, speaking of which, it is that time, the Hambo Hip. You must be here for the uh, trivia challenge. Do you have the answer to this week's trivia question? Oh, I love trivia. What's up, boys? It's Hammer Time. This is the Hambo Hammer. What's up, boys? Nikola Jokic could become the 10th player in NBA history to win three regular season MVPs. Who was the first? The first three-time MVP in NBA history. Hmm. 
The first three-time MVP in NBA history. Notice how he made sure to say regular season before that. Great job by Hembo. He's coming around nicely. Exactly. Joe is a letter of the law man, and you play by his rules. You can ask a trivia question. Ask it like a pro. Don't just, uh, Jokic has won two MVPs. Who else in the world has won two MVPs? Football, baseball, hockey. What are we talking about, Hembo? You got to clarify for us. That was a well-phrased question. He could be stepping in on Jeopardy any day now. Well done. Well done. The answer to the Hembo Hammer, next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. must be here for the uh, trivia challenge. Do you have the answer to this week's trivia question? Oh, I love trivia. What's up, boys? It's hammer time. This is the Himbo Hammer. All right, so let's get to it. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hambo gave us his question moments ago. In case you missed it, here it is. What's up, boys? Nikola Jokic could become the 10th player in NBA history to win three regular season MVPs. Who was the first? The first three-time MVP in NBA history. Any ideas on your part? I did not think there were 10, that he would be 10. I thought that was much smaller. First one that came to mind was Jerry West. I don't even know if he has three, but Jerry Mm -hmm. West was the first name that came to mind. Yeah, two others from that era came to mind as well, like even earlier in, in Russell and Wilt. Yeah, they both had three, definitely. The one I the the one I don't know if they gave out the MVP back then is George Mikan, which is really going back. Yeah, and I don't know that Hembo would do that to us. Yeah, well, this is where I flame out. I can't I right, can't so, get to the whole George Mikan analysis. Right, yeah, I'm gonna no, be I'm honest. Listen, I'm uh, not like I saw him play. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with Russell. You want to go with Russell? Yeah. All right, you go Russell. I'll take Jerry West. Let's see what happens. The correct answer is Bill Russell. Nice. Oh, Russell oh, nicely done. In 1962. So ni- is on a heater. 1962 was the third one. So he becomes the first guy to win three MVPs, three regular season MVPs. Correct. But there's eight others that have done this since then? Apparently so. That is wild. 
I mean, that's got to be Kareem. It's got to be Magic. It's got to, I don't know, Bird. Bird, three, Bird did it. Jordan, you know, um, obviously LeBron. There's, you know, there's a bunch of them for sure. Wow. Moses Malone had three. Okay. Wow. Moses Malone. Uh, Wilt and Jordan have, oh, Wilt and LeBron have four. Mm. Russell and Jordan have five. Kareem has six. There you go. Kareem has six MVPs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Who is that the most? The most is six. Yeah. Kareem, who yeah. has five? Russell and Jordan. So. What's LeBron got? Four. Kareem, the GOAT. 888-SAY-ESPN. Jeez. I got to say, I, I thought LeBron had more than four. Let's that not get into this light, whole thing. It? I know where this is going. Let's not get into this. Four is a lot of MVPs. He, he what's, has, Co- what Co- what's Kobe got? One. Kobe just has the one? Yeah. LeBron. Not to not Kobe. A, just LeBron has not won an MVP in, in 11 years. He has not won an MVP since 2013. Wow. Wow. Huh. 888-ESPN. See, that's the thing. You become so good that people take you for granted. It's like... The, Bill Belichick I know what it's like. went over a decade without winning coach of the year as you watch like Ron Rivera win two of them. You know what that's like? I, I do. And how I is do. that? To be Didn't you just go into the Hall of Fame? To be so good that people take you for granted? I feel taken for granted all the time. Okay. Are you any good at saying no to people? Me? No, not at all. I'm awful at it. I am awful at it. And it's... I, this weekend, I said yes to something. How did we get to this? Can can someone? What's the? Is this a non sequitur? How did this happen? Not, it's a non sequitur. Why don't you not worry about the process and focus on the results? I'm Hi, just yeah I'm over here. I'm trying to figure out how we got here. Okay, go ahead. I thought <laughs> just, that it's like you were just talking about your greatness, and then it was like you talked about how you're not good at saying no. I well, you got me because, knuckleball. The old Tim Wakefield knuckleball right because there. Because it's it's being taken for granted. Okay, for greatness. Go ahead. So I got roped into doing something this weekend, and it's, what uh, it is an auction uh, for benefiting, uh, you know, uh, the court club for Rutgers basketball. Okay. And I got roped into it kind of last minute and I get the, so you weren't, you weren't the first choice. I take it. No, whoever (laughs) it was. Well, in this case, it wasn't, I actually was the first choice for many years. And I said, you know what? I'm not doing basketball anymore. Maybe you should get those guys involved. Are you the auctioneer or are they auctioning you off? No, I'm the auctioneer. Okay. Yes, it's a male bachelor auction, and I am being auctioned off for a date. No. Here's the thing. (laughs) I hate to say it. I am really good at this, and it's why they keep calling. I just got the list. There are 27 live auction items. Is that a lot for a live auction? Yes. It feels like that's a lot, but I don't have proper context. Yeah. Well, here's the point. Your boy can't say no, and I got to learn how to say no. And I wish you could have helped me, but you've been no help. Is this a uh, is this a paid gig? No. Oh no. No. Oh no. No. So how many hours are we talking about being being committed to this? Uh, it's after the basketball. There's a basketball game Sunday at noon, so I'm looking at at least another two hours after that, at least. So my Sunday afternoon, after calling Nick Celtics the night before, shot to hell. <laughs> Oh, man. Especially after football ends. Like, we all live in this dream world where once football ends, things lighten up, and then all these people just come out of the woodwork to take up all the new time you may have thought you were getting to yourself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, I feel for you. I would make jokes. I'm not going to. That is just... All right. There is nothing I hate more than trying to pry money out of people. Is it is it for charity at least? Is this going to go towards helping something? Yeah, it's going toward it, it's fundraising for the 
court club which supports the basketball team. So it's supporting It's not like kids club. or something? Like it's not sick kids? No, it's not. Sick Just, kids. We're helping a basketball team. Well, I mean, listen, at Rutgers, we need all the help we can get. Yeah. Try to make things happen. Bring in, you know, uh, you know the way things are. Who are the ladies that used to do the the commercials you'd be watching back in the 80s to try to get your money talking about that we just need all the help you can get the really sad commercials you have the the SBCAs that do that that really with the Sarah McLaughlin songs those are the ones that get you like you got to flip off that immediately (laughs) they got the very sad music and the oh man oh my god and here I am wife's taking the kids to see the family this her her parents this weekend taking the dog with her I got the whole weekend to myself I got the whole whole weekend to myself literally as soon as I get home tonight I got nothing I got nothing Anyone, people are like, oh, like Evan was like, so what are you going to do? I'm going to do nothing, nothing. I will produce nothing. At all. Nothing, literally nothing. I will watch the the UFC card. I will watch all 13 fights on the UFC card tomorrow. Will you leave the house this weekend? Only if I need something, like maybe perhaps food. And and my wife went out. She actually pre-made a bunch of meals for me because she knows how incapable I am of, of handling those things myself. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a dream situation. It really is. Yeah. Holy cow. But, again, good luck with Rutgers. That is a good cause. Well, I don't mind I, I don't mind doing it, but God, yeah, you I do. doing it. This whole segment was about how you mind doing it. <laughs> I, I just said, I, I don't mind doing it, but, God, I hate doing it. Karma, karma will, will pay you back. This is a nice thing you're doing. Um, you will gut it out. You will be great at it. You've said you're great at it. I have no doubt that you're great at it. And then you'll deliver. And, you know, the, the world sees this. The world feels these sort of things. You will get payback in a very positive way. I'm like the Batman of auctioneering. They just they keep calling. And I have to. Help. Do you do like the fast voice and all that? No, no. What I do well, then what is makes I will you good go up it? and I am excellent at embarrassing people out of their mind. Oh, you turn it into content. Yes. Excellent. That's yes. that's even better. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you're I will get go up to them after they've bid a certain amount and they've they're stuck on a number. I said, Really? You can't go another hundred? <laughs> wow, how very sad for you. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.